Welcome to the Yankee Cowboy Podcast. Coming to you from Dallas, Texas, here's your host, Tim Wilkins. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Yankee Cowboy Podcast. I'm your host, Tim Wilkins, not joined today by the co-host of co-hosts because life gets in the way. But today's episode, we're actually going to talk about the NFL's of who I see to be the Super Bowl matchup, and potentially I might give a teaser about who I think Super Bowl champions will be this year. That being said, ladies and gentlemen, this this podcast is always brought to you in part by yours truly, the Yankee Cowboy himself. I want to kindly remind everybody to do your P's and keys, watch some football, have fun, but always do not drink and drive. Always have a planned ride. That being said, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go into the preview of the divisional round, or actually the, the results of the divisional round, and kind of go through things. And I really do want to talk about it because the headlines are going to be who's the money going to be on this weekend? Who's going to be this? But the takeaway for the divisional round really is going to be Patrick Mahomes and how close the Jacksonville Jaguars really cr- truly were to beating arguably one of the best, if not the best, team in the AFC. Obviously, the storyline, if many of you may or may not have watched, was the ankle injury due to a, I don't know if it was legal or not, tackle. And Patrick Mahomes came out, went back in, and did a pretty good game. Obviously, the the, the storyline, the box score doesn't really tell the tale, but just give you an, uh, an idea of the stats on this. Trevor Lawrence had uh 24 for 39 for 217 and one touchdown, one interception. Patrick Mahomes had 22 for 30 with just straight up two uh two touchdowns. Travis NTN Jr. obviously great 10 touch 10 uh carries for 62 yards, one score. The rushing game in my opinion for the Kansas City Chiefs is definitely something to look forward to going into the conference championship round, as well as this the future of the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think that's going to be a really good thing uh, going forward down term. I think Doug Peterson is definitely worthy of Coach of the Year, which obviously those honors came out this past afternoon, and I'll be looking forward to doing that uh, sooner rather than later. The next matchup I really wanted to kind of talk into is – Really, it wasn't worth talking about, but I'm going to have to give it about five minutes, and I will. And that is the New York champ, New York Fighting Giants, a.k.a. the Giant, the, the G-Men, versus the Philadelphia Eagles. This was a complete lopsided affair that should not even have been on national television. Sorry, not sorry about it, because it is god-awful to watch the Giants even. They're 9-7 and seven against the Eagles that were 14-3. and three. Which, by the way, three of those losses, two of them of which with a backup quarterback. That being said, they are the dominant team in the NFC. 
uh, other than the obvious team that played on Sunday evening, which was awesome to watch the, the downtrodden Cowboy fans afterwards. But Jalen Hurts, obviously the score was two touchdowns, uh, 154 yards uh, throwing the ball, two touchdowns throwing, one touchdown rushing with nine for 34 carries. It looked like it was definitely a, how we like to put it, a definitive, decisive victory by the Eagles and Coach uh, Sirianni. Very much going to be the, the tail of the tape for the Giants in the offseason is going to be whether or not Daniel Jones is going to come back as well as Saquon Barkley, which is going to boulder free agents coming around the corner here. So that will be definitely be the test of the lay of the land. Now, the next two games that we're going to talk about and kind of just preview here, and I really want to kind of get into is the Bengals and the Bills game as well as the Cowboys and the Niners for the divisional round. In my personal view set, the game of the week was this Cincinnati Bengals-Buffalo Bills matchup. It was a rematch of, unfortunately, the untimely injury, a man having a, a, a cardiac incident on the field, the game got canceled, and basically the entire playoffs was in limbo, whether or not if the Bills won that game that they were going to have to play a you know a different arena or different stadium for the conference championship game which the Cincinnati Bengals weren't going to let that happen um the Cincinnati Bengals were ultimately the, the best team in said league uh and they will be the best team in the league here uh let's give you the rundown of the stat score shall we 23 for 36 for two touchdowns for Joe Burrow Joe Mixon uh, 20 carries for 105, one score. Samaj P. Ryan, seven carries for 33. Obviously a great supporting role. Josh Allen had 25 for 42 for 265 yards throwing. One pick. Josh Allen did have, unfortunately as well, one rushing touchdown. But um, just a different ball game entirely. What the stat line fails to tell is how much of a decisive manner for being a snow globe game, okay, which by me by snow globe, I mean that the stadium was being surrounded by snow. It was completely an awesome game to watch if you're like really into that weather games and stuff like that. I haven't seen snow like that since probably the Oakland Raiders versus New England Patriots. And it was just a fun game to watch. But guess what? That wasn't the tell of the tale of, of the of the game at all. It was Cincinnati Bengals moving the ball decisively down the field. And unfortunately, the Buffalo Bills had no answer whatsoever. And that's a key, key problem that Buffalo Bills have to address in the offseason going forward is the defensive side of the ball, as well as the fan base needs to stop getting over their heads and thinking they're going to make it to the Super Bowl every year when they can't even get out of the divisional round. And that's speaking as a true Patriots fan, Buffalo Bills fans need to cut cut this crap out where they think they're going to win the Super Bowl every year just because New England wasn't going to make the playoffs. Sorry, but there's other teams in the AFC that are way more competitive and way better than anything that you guys will ever come close to being. That being a said, biased fan here, I think New England is key announcement uh, this past week of hiring back Bill O'Brien as the offensive coordinator puts them one leg up going against Buffalo uh, in, in the coming years to play here because Bill O'Brien is a 
beast when it comes to offensive play calling. Uh, he was the offensive coordinator during the year that we went 16 and all in the regular season with Randy Moss as, and Tom Brady. And we almost had the perfect season. So that being said, um, but that game is probably arguably supposedly was supposed to be the game of the week, but unfortunately the score doesn't tell it. It was 27 to 10 Cincinnati Bengals, in my opinion, just throttled Buffalo, uh, really, Buffalo couldn't move the ball much or anything. So that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go into the next game, which is arguably the the Cowboys versus San Francisco 49ers. And I don't mean this in a negative way, but the Cowboy fandom here is by far the one of the most fair weather fans I've ever experienced in my entire life. That being said, the 49ers and the Cowboys have a long history of rivalry that stems back way before I was born, probably in my toddler years. The 49ers were obviously really great with Steve Young and as well as Jerry Rice, and the Cowboys were really good with Troy Aikman and Michael, Michael Irvin. That being said, that this game did not, and I mean did not, live up to that kind of hype. This is the storyline alone on the box score on this. Okay. Dak Prescott, 23 for 37 with 206, one touchdown, two interceptions. Ezekiel Elliott, 10 for 26 on the on the carries. Tony Pollard unfortunately had a very, very gruesome injury. Uh, from what I understand, it's a it's a high, uh, looks like a broken fibula, and that's gonna be a pretty monumental. Uh, way to come back if he does. He's also a free agent in the offseason, which they could franchise tag him. But that being said, C.D. Lamb didn't really do much as well. He Actually, I take that back. He did. He did 10 for 117. Did not have a touchdown. He had 13 targets. Okay, And here is the difference between the San Francisco 49ers and Dallas Cowboys. They spread the ball around to a lot of players. Okay, and I mean that sincerely. This score of 19 to 12, which it came out to be, doesn't do it justice to actually what really was the outright just back and forth. Brock Purdy, 19 for 29, as a sixth round Mr. Irrelevant, 214 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. Elijah Mitchell, 14 for 51, Christian McCaffrey. Probably one of the greatest play football players to ever lace up the player cleats. Okay, and I mean that he is the our era's Barry Sanders, Deion Sanders. He is an amazing athlete. 10 for 35 and one score. But what this the telltale sign is, really, guys, is, is how many people actually touch the ball here. And I mean that as a on the rushing side and on the passing side. San Francisco 49ers are for sure going to be a monster to deal with when it comes to the NFC Championship game, which, that being said, I'm going to announce this to all the Cowboy fans out there, which there's many memes and many, many, many funny moments than Monday morning. Y'all need to get your head out your sorry asses and just get understand the fact that Dak Prescott is an overpaid $40 million quarterback. He's in national advertisement campaigns for no reason other than the fact that he plays for supposedly America's team. And I mean that sincerely. It is not America's team. 
America's team is the New England Patriots and has been since, I don't know, 1776. So the sooner the Cowboy fans realize that their team is hot and molten garbage and that they put the wrong quarterback in there and they need to get rid of that $40 million thing. Let me tell you something. T.Y. Hilton, by the way. Okay, let me just give you an example for the Cowboy haters out here. And I'm going to just enjoy myself here. T.Y. Hilton, who is late 30s, had one catch for 15 yards. He's one, arguably one of the greatest receivers in the league. They could have had Odell Beckham. They could have had Terrell Owens. Believe me, the talent's not the problem. The problem is not is said's right there at the quarterback position. You can't win in the NFL when you give away the ball, when it comes down to less than six plays a game, arguably, if teams are competitively matched. That's the, that's the rules of the NFL. As a Patriots fan, I can tell you how many Super Bowls I've watched at bars, at, at championship games I've watched against the Denver Broncos. It arguably comes down to less than six plays. If it's within seven points, it's going to come down to six plays, arguably. That being said, Let's talk about it. Going down the stretch here, we're going into championship weekend. Four teams, which I don't think there's that much a of a, I would say, a negative connotation towards these four teams because these are arguably the top four teams in each, uh, in, in the entire NFL, which is the Eagles, the 49ers for the NFC, and obviously the Bengals and the Chiefs. I don't think there was much of a mystery or a oh shocker that was going to happen here. The best four teams are the last four teams here. That being said, ladies and gentlemen, we have ourselves one amazing weekend on this coming Sunday. The San Francisco 49ers at home, and uh, not at home, they're actually in Philly. And and I, I mean that sincerely here, Philadelphia is a great team. San Francisco is also a great team. But what it's going to come down to, like I said just about three minutes ago, it's going to come down to less than six plays, and I truly, truly believe that the San Francisco 49ers are going to pull this game out because of the amount of offensive weaponry that they have in the play-calling scheme and what they do differently. Now, that doesn't take away from the, the Eagles and what they also can do. But I think it's if the Eagles are going to be victorious in that game and counter my argument, they have to take away the ball multiple times and go up a score early to make 49ers start pushing the ball. One thing about Brock Purdy, he's pretty good. Okay, He has not taken away the ball or he has not given away the ball very often. So that being said, I think arguably the 49ers will win that matchup and it really will be an amazing game. That is the 2 o'clock uh, or 3 o'clock game, excuse me, on Fox. Now the uh, the AFC, obviously the CBS network, will cover that game at 6.30 Eastern time. Kansas City's at home against Cincinnati. Uh, if anyone understands a snow, uh, anyone w understands a weather channel, it's freaking brutally cold right now in the in the Midwest and even in the South. So that's obviously going to affect the men and women that play and of coach and 
obviously facilitate and officiate. The Kansas City Chiefs are historically big red. Is Andy Reid is one of the greatest coaches to ever walk the face of the planet. However, he's going against Joe Burrow. And I think with a quarterback that has, in my opinion, a weakened lower half, you're going to have to call a lot of shotgun plays, which I will say this. If they take away Travis Kelsey just a little bit, Cincinnati might have a really decent shot here to win this game. But right now, it is really Kansas City's game to lose. And, and I mean that they could lose this game by giving away takeaways or possibly not moving the ball effectively. One thing that you did see against the Chiefs and the Jaguars game was that the inefficiency to move the ball if they're not throwing the ball. And the one thing that the Cincinnati Bengals do really well and that counters that narrative is run the ball. Joe Mixon, Samaj P. Ryan are both healthy. Um, they do have some Jamar Chase on the outside uh, receiving and as well as a couple other great dual threats. So that's really going to be the thing. I, I'm going to pick the Bengals on this one. And it's not because I'm a Patrick Mahomes hater. It's just the fact that I think Andy Reid can't coach himself into a victory here. And I mean that out of respect for him and the players involved, I truly don't believe that he can coach his way into a victory here. The defensive side of the ball, Cincinnati proved in that game against Buffalo that they're extremely difficult to stop, even in the harshest conditions. Well, that being said, I do see Cincinnati uh, beating the Kansas City Chiefs and pretty much, I, I say, by at least seven points. It's going to be some kind of uh, you know, late game takeaway or something along those lines. That being said, the matchup that I project to be the Cincinnati Bengals versus the 49ers, and, and I really truly think it's going to be marvelous. I, I see Cincinnati Bengals winning the Super Bowl, and it's going to be great. So that being said, guys, I want to hear your voices and your your opinions on the great game of the NFL season. Uh, obviously, I'll talk about all the Cowboy haters in the world, but the one thing that I truly want to talk about and in going into the offseason of the NFL is what game, what, what can be changed. Um, obviously, as a Patriots fan, Tom Brady, his announcement, pending announcement of where he's going to go is going to be on the back of my mind. Uh, I believe truly he's going to probably head to Las Vegas uh, due to the great Josh McDaniels uh, play caller that he is. Uh, the, th the threats that they have, Devontae Adams, Josh Jacobs on the running game. Uh, I don't think Tom Brady wants to huck the ball 66 times anymore. And I truly believe that this year uh, Tampa Bay kind of got away from themselves. Uh, Todd Bowles and uh, Byron Leftwich were not on the same page. And that's it showed. And unfortunately, Tom Brady was at the receiving end of the, the victimy there. So that being said, guys, I want to take this opportunity to thank everybody for listening. Obviously, my, my matchup is going to be the Cincinnati Bengals versus the 49ers for the Super Bowl with the Cincinnati Bengals winning it. So that that's just a recap of what my picks are for the Super Bowl. I appreciate everyone having the opportunity to listen in. Uh, hopefully next week or two, we're going to have some great episodes in the future. Uh, about a lot of great topics. Obviously, we're covering politics and sports. We're trying to do both, and, and it's a really great thing, as well as wrestling. 
try to you know review those um which obviously this coming sunday or saturday excuse me is the royal rumble which live on the peacock uh streaming service please uh definitely it's always a history making moment and that's live in san antonio no i will not be making my appearance there it's a heck of a good expensive ticket there to go there but uh like I said, guys, I appreciate the opportunity to always to, uh, to have your listening ears for this short period of time. I hope everyone has a great week, has a great weekend, and hopefully hear back from you next week. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Yankee Cowboy Podcast. Feel free to follow us on social media via Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. 